0: It's typical for us to question, isn't it? Isn't it kind of typical to wonder, is God really real or does he really exist? Don't you want to know those things for sure, though? I don't know. If you're like me, I don't want to just play some stupid game. I don't want to just go to some building and do something Sunday mornings because everybody else does it. That's lame. That's not real. That's fake. Maybe a lot of you guys have seen fake people in fake churches, right? Maybe you guys have heard people claiming to be Christians that really didn't love people. And maybe you guys have seen pain in the world and it just turned you off. And I think we've all thought those thoughts, like, is God really real? And we wanted to start off this semester just encouraging you that God can be so real in your life and so personal in your life that he's more real than the chair you're sitting on right now. That he's more real than the person that teaches you in front of your class. That he's more real than me or Dave here. God can be that real to you. And he can be so real that he works in every single aspect of your life every day. It's amazing. It's like what Mark talks about. And so I kind of wanted to just start the semester by talking a little bit about that. We're not going to talk necessarily about reasons to believe in God. There are so many good reasons. Questions that he brought up, there are great answers to that. There's great science. There's great history. There's great all this stuff. If you're interested in that, write down this website, guys. And it's faith. T-R-A-I-N-E-Y-F-A-I-D-H, trainedbyfaith.com. And if you go to trainbyfaith.com, there are a lot of great talks on stuff like this you can listen to from last year's Connects and things like that. Specifically one called Reasons to Believe. It goes through a lot of different just good, solid reasons that you can put your trust in Christ. Tonight, I kind of want to talk about it in a more personal way. How can you know God personally? How can you experience him working in your life personally? I think a lot of you guys have experienced that. And maybe some of you haven't. Wherever you're coming from, I hope that after tonight you have hope that you can experience God daily in your life in a very real way. So how do you know what is true in the first place? How do you know what is real in the first place? you guys have any ideas? What does it take to know what's real? Our sight, right? Don't we try to look at things before you sit down? and you look at that chair to see if it's going to hold you up, right? Your sight, your feelings, how do you feel about something? Is it hot? Is it cold? All the senses, right? We use these things to determine what's real around us. So that's how how we're used to experiencing reality, or how we're used to judging whether reality is true or not. How can we know for sure that God is real and we can't see him, and we can't touch him, we can't smell him, we can't taste him? How can we know for sure, guys? See, when we feel things, when we have, uh, it's just things going on in our brain. Brain chemistry, impulses, our nerves are acting. When we see things, we're, we're getting a little picture of reality, guys. But what you see is not always real. How many of you guys have ever seen an optical illusion? And you guys, where you're just like, that's got it. that's insane. How That doesn't make sense, right? Where the wheels are turning, but they're not really turning, or black dots are appearing, but they're not really black dots. Those are just examples of how our brain really tries to process reality, but it kind of can trick itself. And in a lot of ways, guys, it does that on a much bigger level. So what are some things that you don't see that you know are real? Let's think about it the other way. How many of you guys have ever seen George Washington? Anybody? How many of you guys have ever seen the Civil War? How many of you guys have ever seen... Any of that stuff. See, we can't see history. Have you guys ever doubted George Washington or the Civil War? No, right? You've always believed it happened. Maybe not exactly like people said, but you know, it happened because we're here today. So there are things that we can't see, touch, feel, or smell that we believe are real every single day. And they have dramatic influences on our life and our culture and our country right now. We know those things are real because they're reliable people that told us about them. They're reliable records that describe them. It's the same with God. How many of you guys have seen China with your eyes? How many, anybody been to China? Angie's been there, dave has been there. Yeah, I've never been to China. But uh, I know it's true, right? Because I've seen pictures of it and I've heard people talking about going there. My brother actually went there and told me all about it. So there are trustworthy people that can tell me, yeah, I've seen that place and I know it's real. It's the same with God. There are trustworthy people that wrote about him historically, and even now, I'm sure a lot of you guys have a friend that's talking to you about what God is doing in their life, right? How many of you guys have a friend like that? You know, like, God is real to me, right? Doesn't that kind of communicate something to you? You can trust your friend. And if your friend is telling you, like, this is what God is doing in my life, that's kind of real, isn't it? Okay, how, what about air? You can't see air. Can you see air? I can't see air. But when you know it exists, you can feel the wind. Without it, we would die, right? We would fall over dead. I, I graduated from Fort Lewis about six years ago with a degree in chemistry, so I think he's a chemistry major. Don't <laughs> no, ever go into chemistry, guys. It's terrible. But anyway, <laughs> we know that the air is real around us by its natural effects. It allows me to live. I can see the wind blowing. It's the same way with God, guys. God can be so real in your life that you cannot go through a day without seeing him. In that happened in that day. You cannot go through a day without noticing that you would not have survived without him. That's how real he can be in your life, right where you're at. You don't have to become some huge religious person. You don't have to go to church every Sunday. You don't have to read the whole Bible from cover to cover for this to be real. It's right where you're at, just right wherever you're at. That's where God wants to interact with you. The Bible says that what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. eternal what is seen is temporary, the things we see, guys, they don't last. All this stuff, it's, it's eventually going to decompose and turn into something different. You guys know all the history about civilizations that now they're just rubble and now they're just covered with dust or whatever. Everything we see is eventually going to fade. But our relationship with God, something that you can't see or touch necessarily, it never ends, guys. And that's the cool thing. This is more real than any of the stuff you see around you. Just because something is real, though, doesn't mean it's personal to you. How many of you guys have ever had a personal interaction in a relationship with a sunk. Anybody? Not really, right? Aaron, I don't kind of want to hear that story. Maybe I that'd be kinda of funny. Aaron had a bad son experience years ago. But anyway guys, just because something real doesn't mean it interacts with us. And a lot of people will tell you, God, I believe in God. God is real. But, you know, he just kinda of flung this universe into existence and he kind of stepped back and he doesn't really care. That's not true. See God is both real and he's personal experiential in your life. He will engage with you right where you're at on a daily basis, on a continual basis, not just a one-time thing. So what's real to you and what's personal? Here's a question. What's more real and personal, a Facebook super poke or, or a talk with a close friend? What's more real? What's more real, an unlimited credit card for 20 bucks in your bank account? I, uh, no, isn't it? Isn't this true? See, in, in our lives, we have all this stuff around us. We understand this concept that some things can be real, but not very personal. But see, God wants to be both. He wants to be real in your life, and he wants to be personal, engaging you exactly where you're at. So why do we doubt, guys? Why is it so hard to believe in a God that we can't see? This is common to all humans. You are not alone. A lot of you guys might think I might be the only one that's ever doubted. You know, alone, dude. I've doubted. Everybody in this room has. I promise you, every one of us has. I want to read you a couple verses from the book of John in the Bible. Thomas was one of Jesus' disciples. And it starts like this. It says, Thomas was not with the disciples when Jesus came, after Jesus was raised from the dead. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. So he's saying, you guys, I don't believe that Jesus It's a lie. I don't believe it. Until I see it, I won't believe it. He had the same attitude that a lot of us have, that I've had. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told them, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. See, he was talking about us. And he said, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. I don't think anybody's in this room and it hands with Jesus. But he has made himself real to us even though we have not seen him. But see, it's natural to doubt, just like Thomas. And to say, I want to touch, I want to feel. This is what's awesome. God met Thomas where he was at. Thomas said, I won't believe until I can touch his wounds, until I can see him with my own eyes. And God came and he met him where he was at. And this is what I want to encourage each of you guys with is wherever you're at tonight, whether you've been a Christian your whole life, or whether you're just investigating and don't have any religious beliefs whatsoever, God wants to meet you personally right where you're at, in a real and personal way. He wants to engage you. He said he wants to have a personal relationship with you. So how can you know God in a real way? Here are just a few different ways that God will make himself real to you in a way that nobody else can. Guys, nobody but him. He's the only way that you'll ever experience real purpose and hope. That's huge. Everybody's looking for hope. Why do you think people gamble? I know they're going to lose. They gamble because they, they won't want hope that maybe I could get a little money. Maybe I could make some money off this. Even though they know their chances are bad, they're willing to, to risk it just so that they can have that hope. We're all looking for hope. And this is what God promises, guys, in the Bible. He says, I know the plans I have for you. This is talking to you, so put your name in here. I know the plans I have for you, Ashley. I know the plans I have for you, Garrett. Their plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. So God says, personally, I'm going to give you a future, Michael. I'm going to give you a hope, a real hope that nobody can take away, that nobody can take away. Through the hardest times in my life, two and a half years ago, the doctor told me that they thought I had a brain tumor. It was a scary time. I had hope that week, and it wasn't that, oh, for sure this thing's going to go away. My hope was Christ. He's promised me a life with him, both here and for eternity. I have hope nobody can take away. That's true hope. It's not based on on any circumstances around me. And the only place we get this kind of hope is in Jesus, guys. It's in a relationship with Christ. And see, God is real to me because he gives me that purpose and hope. He says he is the only way that you'll ever experience love and acceptance. How many of you guys have friends that are looking for love and acceptance everywhere around them and they're not finding it? That's the party scene for sure. I've had parties my freshman year, a whole lot of them, And nobody in the whole place was loved or accepted for who they were. Everybody was trying to one-up each other and try and get the hottest girl or be the coolest guy or whatever. It was all performance-based acceptance. If you measure up to this standard of good looks or whatever, then you get accepted. See, with God, it's different. He says, whoever you are, I accept you. I accept you and I love you exactly like you are right now. And see, when I have a relationship with Christ, I have that love every single day. The Bible tells me, And God says in his own words, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Guys, before you were born, he already loved you. Right now, he loves you. For all eternity, he will love you. Nothing you will ever do will stop him from loving you. That's love that he won't get anywhere else. God makes himself real by giving us joy and fulfillment, guys. How many of you want to live a boring life? A lame life where you don't have any joy, any excitement, any happiness? That's not God. I promise you, I have more fun than probably anybody I know That's true. And I have more joy than anybody I know. And it's because it's in Christ. See, Jesus promised, he said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. When he said abundantly, he meant I'm going to give you the most full life that a human can have. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a million dollars and ten cars or anything like that. But what it means is that every day of your life is full of him. And it's full of the greatest things that life has to offer because of him. And we can have true joy no matter what's happening around us. You can have true joy when circumstances are bad, and you can have true joy when circumstances are good. This is a joy that only God gives us. And it goes way beyond just happiness. Like, oh, I got $10, I'm happy. You know, but then my dog gets hit by a car, and now I'm sad, right? God goes beyond that. He says, you can have joy always in me, every single second of every single day. So we have true joy in him. We have true acceptance and love in him. We have true hope and purpose in him. Guys, he gives us peace. How many of you want peace inside we want peace. When is the war going to go away? When is it going to end inside my life? We've all thought that in our head, and our thoughts, right? A struggle that goes on inside. And God says, I can give you peace. I can give you peace that nobody else can. No drug can give you that peace. No alcohol can give you that peace. No philosophy can give you that peace. We've tried every philosophy on the planet and every psychologist and psychiatrist, and we don't find the peace that only God can offer. But Jesus, he says in a relationship with him, he gives us peace. And he gives us security. How big is security to you guys? You know what Jesus said? He said, I hold you in my hand and nobody can snatch you out of my hand. That's insane. It's security that nobody can take away from you. No one. Okay, and he promises you that he'll give you real life, guys. Real life. That's an amazing thing. Real life. Don't you want real life? I want real life. I don't want to just live to live. I don't want to just contribute to global warming and die. I don't want to just breathe a bunch of air, and that's the end of it. I want to live life to its fullest. I want to live life to the highest level that a human can and experience it the way it was meant to be. And Jesus says, that is what I offer. Not because I just give you a million dollars again, but because every day is so full of a God that's real and personal that you can't go ten minutes without seeing him, if you look. And I think there are a lot of people in this room that would tell you that very thing. Guys, no one has ever offered you half that much. Nobody's ever promised you peace, promised you hope, promised you joy, promised you love, promised you acceptance, promised you all these things. See, when Christ interacts with us, he doesn't just like, kind of like, hey, you know, like maybe I'll um, give you a little bit of happiness occasionally. He's like, I'll give you full joy, always. See, he beats every other offer anybody ever has. He tops every offer. He goes beyond anything that anybody in the world ever offers us. He is it, guys. Life isn't just going to be peaches and cream, bull bowl of cherries, so to say. Hard things happen. But you guys, no matter what the hard thing is that's going on, he's with us right there through it. He's walking through it with us, giving us true joy, true peace, true hope, and a true future. Okay, now here's the deal. So in this whole idea about can God be real to me in a personal way, here's a great quote. D.K. Chesterton said, God is like the sun. Listen to this. This is powerful. God is like the sun. You can't look at it but without it, you can't see anything else. Okay, good. You can't look at it. Without it, you can't see anything else. It's the same with God. You can't look straight at God, just like you can't look straight at the sun. But without light, I could not see anything else around me. And see, that's how it is with God. I can't see him, you guys. But without Him, nothing in this world makes sense. And nothing in this world works. But see, with him, it all makes sense. And it all works. Because he is the most real thing that any of us can ever experience. Now, here's what I want to encourage you guys with. God makes a promise to each of us in the Bible. He says, if you search for me with all your heart, you'll find me. Wherever you are, if you're going to search for God with all your heart, he promises you're going to find him at every single turn. You're going to find him today. You're going to find him tomorrow. You're going to find him next week. So that's my encouragement to you as students here, whether you're freshmen, whether you're sophomores, juniors, seniors, or fifth or sixth or seventh years. Wherever you are, guys, if you search for God, you're going to find him. You're going to find him. And he desires to have a personal relationship with you. And that's why we're here. We're just here, guys, to encourage you any way we can in your own spiritual journey and in your own walk with God. Now, here's the deal. If this is all new to you, if you've never heard about Christ before, come talk to me. Or anybody that has one of these Connect shirts on. Raise your hand if you have a Connect shirt on. If if you're going, man, this, this relationship with God thing is weird to me, go talk to somebody that just raised their hand or somebody that has a Connect shirt on. Just say, hey, I want to hear some more. Or come talk to me, I'd love to talk to you. But basically, I'll put it to you like this. And if, if you don't want to talk to anyone, grab one of these little yellow booklets on your way out. But basically, God says he loves you just like you are, with a love that never ends. He says that there's a big problem. We're sinful, we're not perfect, we don't measure up to who God is. And so we're separated from him. I'm imperfect, he's perfect, so how can I relate? That's a big problem. So he says, Jesus died and he paid for all my sins. Everyone, in the future, in the past, all of them. And all I have to do is come to him and say, you know what, I received that free gift that you offer. At that point, he comes into our lives and he changes us from the inside out. He makes us who he wants us to be. It's a great thing. So come talk to me if you're interested. If this is familiar to you and you understand what a real relationship with God is, get ready to grow in that walk here at Fort Lewis. There are a lot of people that don't understand that. You're a light here on this campus. God didn't just bring you here to survive. He brought you here to thrive. He brought you here to make a difference. It changed this place. That's what he desires. If you're coming back from a hard summer, but things didn't go like you planned, remember he forgives you and desires that close fellowship. And if you're coming back from a good summer, great, let's rock this campus, guys. He loves you right where you're at, no matter what you've done, guys. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've thought, he loves you right where you're at. And we do too. I want you to know that. If you ever come here to this place, you're going to be loved by us and by God.